Today's daf is daf Yud Aleph in Meseches Yevamis. We're going to have two primary topics today. Um, topic number one is going to be a hemshech, a continuation from the middle of Yud Amad Beis, the machaikas between the beloved brother-in-laws, Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yechanan, which we'll explain in a moment what that is. And then on, uh, on the, uh, the, the second main sugya of the Amr is going to be about a saita who becomes a Yavama. Okay, we're going to get, be introduced to a woman who's a saita, but then her husband dies childless. How do we handle a scenario like that? It's going to be a v- fascinating, fascinating, uh, Shaila, fascinating conversation. For the time being, let's stick with our machlekes. Now, here's what we learned on Yudam Abiz, in the middle of, of uh, Yudam Abiz. So, we had a statement. The statement was that according to Reish Lakish, if a person does chalitza on his Yavama, and then marries her. So now we have two possible issues that could crop up. Issue number one is, once you do chalitza, did she retain her status as your brother's forbidden wife? And therefore, if you marry her, it's now a kares obligation. It's still a kares obligation. Or there's another halacha that you're not allowed to marry your chalitza, but if you do, it's a laugh. So, so did it change? So Reish Lakish said, for him, it's a love. Anybody else in the Mishpucha, any of his brothers, they're still Chayv Kares. Because they didn't do Chalitza. So if they were to take their former brother's wife, who another brother did Chalitza to, they would still be Chayv Kares on that. Now, practical Nafkamina, as we said, is going to be in Rabbi Akiva. There's a whole Machlaikas, whether... If you're chay of lav, it's valid or not. If it's a chay of kares, your marriage isn't even valid. Either way, it's a transgression. But we're saying, let's say you, you, if, if the chay of kares would remain in place, according to the opinion that a lav, the, it would, the marriage would be valid, so now the brother who did chalitza is taking her back. He's only chay of a lav, and it would be a valid marriage, all by be'isr, even though it's a transgression. Now, that's Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yechenon argued, and we're going to see at the end, ultimately we paskin la halacha, like Rabbi Yechanan. And Rabbi Yechanan says something fascinating, and this is a fundamental conversation in Yibam. And that is, says Rabbi Yechanan, as soon as one brother does chalitza to the wife, to the Yavama, it becomes a love for everybody. Meaning, one brother's representing the entire family. It's one Gansu Mishbucha. It's a family. It's a family event, and one brother does chalitza. It's as if she's a chalutza to all the other brothers as well. And if they have relations with her, it's only a lav. It's not curries. Okay, that's the machlekes. Now we discussed the source yesterday for Reish Lakish and Rebbechin, and each one had their own pasuk. And here we go. Says the Gemara, Rav Ashi Savarla Kareish Lakish. Okay, we are on the very top line of Yudavanah. Rav Ashi holds like Reish Lakish. That what? For all the other brothers, it's going to remain a Kares obligation. Shimon, And he explains the Brisa according to the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Now Rabbi Shimon says that, well, Rashi says, but we're going to see shortly that it's going to get into a, back into the conversation, which we already were exposed to really, about a brother who, who wasn't, 
uh, what art school calls the non-contemporary brother, right? The brother who wasn't yet born. So we'll get into that. Ravina Savala Karavichan, Ravina Paskins like Rabbi Echanan, Umetaritz Karabanan, and therefore he's gonna uh, he's gonna explain the Braisa like the Rabban. Now what do we mean? Let's explain. Rabashi Rabashi holds Allah's like Rishlakish, and he says that our price is following Rabbi Shimon. What does that mean? So the price is said. If a person that's Khalitzon is Yavama, the Khazar Bekidsha. And then he marry and then he marries her. Now listen what happens. He dies. So brother number one died childless. Brother number two did Khalitza and then married her and died childless. She's going to need chalitza from the other brothers. Why? Because since the brother who took his chalitza only had a lav transgression, it was a valid, although forbidden marriage. And since it was a valid marriage, the other brothers now have a chalitza that needs to be done. Now they're not allowed to do yibam. Right? Because again, it's coming out of a forbidden relationship like we explained previously. But they, they're, they're obligated in chalitza. Man Achim, which brothers um, need to do chalitza? Achim Hayeludin. It's referring to the brothers that were already born. Ready? After the chalitza was done, Keman Kirib Shimon. That's following the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Amad Achim and I love the kitchen. Now listen to what happens. If one of the brothers stands up. And marries her. Now this is talking about an original brother. An older brother, let's say. Okay? An original brother. Gets up and marries him. Inla alav klum. Inla alav klum means it's not a marriage. Keman, Kresh Lakish. That's like Rish Lakish. Why? Because again, what, what did we explain? Rish Lakish holds the remaining brothers still have a kares obligation. And when you have a kares obligation, your, your marriage is not even valid. Okay, so that is how we explain how Ravina Sabra Lakarish Lakish. Beautiful. Now, um, I'm sorry, Rav Ashi Sabra Lakarish Lakish. Now, Ravina argued, Ravina said, Allah is like Rabbi Echidon, that everybody becomes a love. So far, so good. As we just saw, Rav Ashi holds like Rish Lakish. Why? Because the remaining brothers have no valid marriage. It must be the Kharis remained. Okay, now, now where's Ravina coming from? And let's explain how that works. Then he takes her and marries her. She does need chalitza. And then he dies childless. She needs chalitza from the other brother. So far, so good. However, here's where the shift is going to be from Ravashi. And that is, Which brothers need to do chalitza? Says Ravina. Not the pre-existing brothers, rather Achen Han Eladim. I'm sorry, so far so good. Also Achen Han Eladim, the brothers who had already been born, Keman, and who's that following? That is Rabbi Yechinan. Okay, why is it Rabbi Yechinan? Because Rabbi Yechinan says, listen, you did a love, but you took her, so you still, since it was a love, there's still a chiyuv of chalitza without yibum. Omad Echav and Ayeludim v'Kitcha. If one of the, the previously born brothers gets up and marries her, nothing on him, that is following the opinion, uh, uh, yeah, that is following the opinion of the Rabbanon. Okay, now the, the reason why it's not going to be a valid marriage is because, ready for this? Here's the chapit, everybody let's look outside. Is because 
the original kares of my brother's wife remains in effect. The remember, this woman's falling to us, to us meaning the remaining brothers, with two pre-existing conditions. Condition number one is, she was my original brother's wife. That's a chiv karis. Unless there's yibum. Okay, fine. She marries brother, um, brother number two does chalitza on her. Okay? So now to the rest of the brothers, she is your brother's wife and the chalitza, uh, uh, yeah, the, the second one does chalitza and marries her. In a forbidden way, right? That's what he did. He, he did chalitza and married forbidden. So she's falling to the rest of the brothers, really, with the pre-existing condition of karis, as well as the uh, as well as the love coming from the second brother. So who's that following? That's following the uh, that is following the opinion of the rabbanon. Okay, why? Because again, one Allah is going to apply to the the brothers who were already born, the other one's going to apply to the brothers that are not yet born. A person who has has, uh, relations with a Yavama, and one of the brothers, even though he's not allowed to now, but he has relations with the Tzara, which he's not allowed to do, Pligibar of Acha of Ravina, Machlegasin of Acha and Ravina, Chadamar Bekaris, Vechad Amar Baasei, Mandamar Bekaris, Kareish Lakish. One who says Yechayev Kareish is like Reish Lakish because again, when one brother does something according to Reish Lakish, it's not a family event. It doesn't impact every other brother. And Mamela, the guy himself is going to be over the Asei of, of building his brother's house, but everybody else still has the, the Kareish. And the one who says only transgressing that says like Rabbi because again you're more limited. The kares completely fell off. Okay. Period. Now, just to take away a quick message, it's interesting to note that there's an afkamina between a brother who was born at the time of the original marriage to a brother who was only born afterwards. The brothers who were born, when the first brother died childless, they're going to retain their chi of kares. However, any brother who was born afterwards, like we said, it's only Amar v'kit she'echad iludim. Only if one of the, the, the ones who were already born um, got up married. But a brother that was not alive at the time, he's only going to have to, for some reason, view the... What view this woman like the chalitza of my brother who married her in a lavdik away and then died? So only the original brothers will be high of the kares. The brothers who are not alive are going to be limited to their love. If you j- just to notice, sometimes this is how it works in life as well. When you know sometimes things need a fresh start. Previous baggage, you know, non-exposure to something, not being around when something is there, sometimes is very helpful. It's very helpful. Now, it doesn't mean if you were there, there's anything wrong. But sometimes you need to, let, even sometimes we have to kind of ignore that ever happened. You say, you say oh, you get No, sometimes you just, you have to learn how to move on. Move on. The brothers who weren't in the world are kind of like better off, so to speak. Not, it's not, they, they don't need to deal with that end of the deal. Okay, here we go.
Brand new topic. Let's explain. Let's familiarize ourselves with Sota, okay? Before we start. So, what is a Sota? There's two types of Sota. There's two types. What are the two types of Sota? So, type number one of Sota is a classic doubtful case, meaning a husband sees that his wife's a little loose with another man. So he warns her, and there's a whole process. And then she's going to go to the Beis HaMikdash to drink the soto waters, right? That's mixed together. We erase Hashem's name. The whole uh, Mesechta about Saita. That's one type of Saita. There's another Saita, which is a certain Saita. A wife that we know for a fact with witnesses was unfaithful. We know that. What does that mean? Mezana Tachas Because Saita means wayward. Saita of Adai. She was Mezana Tachas Baila. She doesn't have everything that we do with Saita, but we refer to her in context as a Saita. She's a wayward wife. Huh? Yeah, she's going to be Chayim. Right? But before any of that even happens, let's say she didn't get the Hasra or whatever. We just know there was, there was a certain Zanus. There was certainly uh, sexual relations uh, as a married woman between her uh, willingly and another man. So what's the halacha? What's her status? The halacha is she is now forbidden to her husband. She's also forbidden to the bayil. She's never allowed to marry the man who she had relations with. She's forbidden to her husband. And so what do you do? You give her a get. They're obligated to get a get. Okay. So with that introduction, let us get going. Om Ravuda Marav. Ravuda says in the name of Rav. Tsaras Saita Asura. The Tsara of a Saita is Asr. What do you mean Asr? There's no Yibum or Chalitza. So you have, let's call him Shimon. Listen to this case. Shimon. Shimon has two wives. One wife is unfaithful to him with witnesses. Or, you know, we didn't say Vada yet, whatever. But one wife is, is unfaithful. Somehow, some way. The other wife, regular. Shimon dies. Shimon dies. So, the Saita herself, you can't do Yibam, and even the Tzara of the Saita, you're not allowed to do Yibam either. Tuma Ksivbei Ka'arayas. Why? Because the word Tuma of a woman who is Mizana is written by a Saita, and it's written by Arayas. Okay, so the same way a woman, an Arias is not going to fall b'derech yibum, so too a Saita is not going to fall b'derech yibum. Okay, that is the statement of Rabbi Yudomarav. Mosav Rav Chista, Rav Chista asked the challenging question. Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon says, Biyasa ay chalitzasa, her bia or her chalitza may achiv shall reshine by the brother of one of the first husbands. Potters up her tzara. So you see that a tzara of a uh, the, the tzara of a saita does yibum or chalitza. It's only, in other words, the, the unfaithfulness and the prohibition is limited to the saita herself. It doesn't apply to the tzara. And think about it logically. Shimon dies childless. One wife was loose, we'll call her. She wasn't faithful. Another wife is. Which wife is forbidden to the original husband? 
the one who's, who's loose. So then he dies. She can't because she can't vote the brother because she was forbidden to her original husband also. But the Tzara, who was permitted, why doesn't she stay permitted like a regular full-fledged marriage? Rav says, no, I mean, I'm talking about a Saita Daraisa. What does Saita Daraisa mean here? A certain Saita. Certain. That's what we're talking about. We know. There were witnesses. We know that she was Mizana Takas Baila. She had relations under her husband willingly. And that's why she is forbidden. But you want to start asking me about a, 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 a Suffolk Saita? Okay? Now, what is the case of Saita Darabonan? So, Rashi over here, I'd like to look at Rashi together. If you can, uh, if you see Rashi about uh, 12 lines before the bottom of Rashi on the Amun, it's the At Amritli Saita Darabonan. Okay? And you're telling me about a Saita Darabonan. Um, if you see the words in bold, so Rashi says, This Saita de Rabbanon is permitted because she married somebody according to an Eid Echad. How is that possible? What is it? So, what Rashi is starting to lead us into is a fascinating case. If you have a woman whose husband goes out of town, He's going to work on business for two years. And we don't hear from him. One witness comes and says, I was at your husband's Leviah. I saw him die. Whatever it is. So she's allowed to remarry. Okay? Um, now, if her husband does come back, it turns out that because of her action, she's now... She, she, she's a married woman who had relations. Okay? Now, is it considered like she did it willingly? No. It's not really willingly because, you know, she it was uh, willing. Yeah, because she thought it was just permitted. Willingly means you know it's forbidden. Over here, she thought it's permitted. Okay? So, Midai Raisa, really, this is not called Aynas. And she can go back to her first husband. However, me the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon say, we do not allow her to go back to her first husband. Because even though we didn't want to leave her in Aguna, there's still an element of a knas, an element of a fine that we'll put on her for, maybe you should have done a little more research than relying, is a fascinating concept, than relying on just one witness. Okay? You could have done a little more. Could have done a little more research on your own end. The reason why this is so chashuv, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why this chashuv. Sometimes we'll allow something because you feel like it just needs to be allowed. Uber, but you could have done better on your end. And therefore, we're letting her know, and this kind of is causing her to do more research. Well, no, no, listen, we're going to let you marry, but remember, if your husband ever comes back, Dunskis. So you better know. You better make sure you got your deal done. Okay. So... That, so that's what Rob's going to respond. He says, oh, you're telling me, treat, treating me uh, with a, a, a Saita de Rabbanon? He says, that's Saita de Rabbanon. And she can stay with her husband, with the new husband. Um, no, either way. I think either so, way. Because she still had her first marriage. Udakari lay, my kari lay, says the Gabara. Okay, so then what was the original question? What was the original question? Kasavar called Togun Rabbanon, came to Raisa Deacon. We thought... That grant, we knew that this case of the husband going overseas was 
rabbinic, but there's many times where the, when the Rabbanon institutes something that's on the level of Daraisa, and therefore he thought it would be smart to connect it. Masav Ravashi, Ravashi, that's a challenging question. If a wife goes and she's miyachet, she secludes herself. She she goes into she has yichud. She goes in the room with somebody else. And she remains in the room with the guy the amount of time possible to have relations. Asura lebeisa. She's now not allowed to be with her husband anymore. Okay. Now we, there's no witnesses that they actually had relations, but because she was warned and went into the room and there was yichud, so now until we clarify what's happening, she's forbidden to her husband. And if she was married to a kain at the time, she can't eat shuma anymore, even though she's not divorced yet. Okay, she's not allowed to eat shuma. The emes, and if her husband dies, even if he's not a kain, a regular case, the halacha is the brothers do chalitza, um, they're not allowed to do yibam. So, what do you see from here? That forget the tsara of a saita not needing yibam or chalitza. The Saita herself needs Chalitza. Kasha, yeah, it's a good Kasha. How can you tell me uh, there's no Yibam Chalitza on her and her Satsara? Even her, even she needs. And for the Gemara, Omar Lachrav, Rav's going to say, Amina Lachana, Saita Vada, Vada Amli Saita Safek. Yeah, he says, How do you know? Maybe we're dealing with apples and oranges. Right? Why is Saita Vada a certain Saita? Different. We shouldn't because we said it has the word tuma over here. Now, whenever there's tuma, it's similar to arayis. Okay, and therefore, the same way arayis, there's no yibum or chalitza. So to buy a site, there shouldn't be site the nami tuma Says the Gemara, but you want to say, oh, there's a difference between a vada and a suffik. What do you mean? Even by a suffik, it has the same expression of uh, of tuma. Titania, had you know the word tuma is there by a doubtful site? Now, doubtful site. We're all using that expression. To contrast, she's certainly in the category of a saita. The question is doubtful whether she actually had relations. To, uh, the time of the Bryce, Rebbe Ben Kippur, I'm Ben Kippur says, Mishom Rebbe Elazar, in the name of Rebbe Elazar, Hamagares Grushasa, Hamachzir Grushasa, thank you. A person who marries a woman and, uh, and then divorces her, she marries another guy and then he takes her back, which is forbidden. Again, if you, uh, any couple that gets divorced, as long as he's not a Kayan, you're allowed to remarry your wife. Unless she married somebody else in the interim. She marries somebody else in the interim, it's forbidden to take her back. Now, if you do, it's valid. Okay? So, Hamachsir Grusha, she first takes back his Grusha. Minhan is suing. If she had a full fledged second marriage to another guy, Asura. So, no moving back in. Mina Erison, but let's say. They, he put a ring on her finger, the second husband. So she gets divorced, let's say, and she marries somebody else. He puts a ring on her finger, but they never move in together. Muteris. Then she's still permitted to go back to the first husband. Okay? She's only divorced or a widow, whatever, from Aries. Mishum Shenemar, because it says, Acharei Asher Hutama, after. There was Tuma. Okay? Which means after there was a complete marriage, then she's not allowed to go back. Whether he just put a ring on her finger or whether she completely moved in with him, 
the halacha is no going back to husband number one. Alamani mekayim achrei atumah. Ah, it says tumah. Posvago, you got to have a complete marriage. No, that's the rabbi saita shenistera. That's coming to include a case of a saita shenistera. Okay, her husband warned her, and she was miyachid with this guy. That's when we say you're not allowed to go back to your husband until everything is clarified. Okay, over the ma'isa, you see that the word tumah applies even to a suffix. So we're back to our question. If though you find the word Tumah by Suffolk, so here we go. It says Tumah by Arais. No Yibum and Chalitza. It says Tumah by Saita Vadai. No Yibum or Chalitza. It says Tumah by Saita Suffolk. Why are we saying do Chalitza? The Halacha should be no Chalitza. It says the word Tumah there as well. It says the Gemara, no. You know what it means? Umay Nistra. What does it mean? Nistra. What does it mean that she had Yichud? What it means is... Nivala. Nistera means they actually had relations. One second. There's a difference between <laughs> secluding yourself, being in a room with a guy, and having relations. Because that is a usual way of talking. You could either say Lishnama means like an elevated way of speech without getting specific, but you, you're not, you're not going to say that if their message can't get across. Right? Lishma Yanaka means that, that's exactly you say, you know, she, <laughs> she went in with the guy. Okay, what that means is they were living together. That's what it means. Okay. Now, Lafiza, according to this, we have an answer. Why? Because our whole question was Nachamal. Let's say this again. It says, Toma, by a woman who secludes herself, she's a site to suffolk. I, why are you doing Khalitza on a site to suffolk? The answer is because it really means what's Toma? Vadai. There was witnesses that had full-fledged, uh, the, you know, they had a full-fledged relations. They mamas, you know, they mamas lived together. And therefore, um, and, and therefore there's no yibur or chalitza. But with the Suffolk, maybe we still should do chalitza. Says the Gemara, one second, nivala. If it's talking about bia, if they had intercourse, tumah, we already said tumah. The nistra So why would you say the word tumah again for the same thing? Good, good kasha. We already showed us the word tumah. The make a love to add a transgression. To add a transgression, okay? That it's a, uh, not only are they forbidden, but it's going to be a love for taking her back. Okay. Rabbi Yaisi ben Kippur says the Gemara, according to Rabbi Yaisi ben Kippur, now according to him, he said that it was referring to a full-fledged marriage. In order for her to be forbidden to her original husband, you need... Um, um, you, you need uh, that in the second marriage, Shimamish moved in with him. Lav beside the last light, he holds that there's no added love. And even if she was Mizana, even if we know that, that uh, she was unfaithful. My timer, Havaya Vishus, it already says Havaya Vishus. Okay. And therefore, we, uh, and therefore, we know there's a love, it's already in place, we don't need this extra puzzle. Period. Okay, very gishmak. Bottom line, right, we were trying to see the, you know, when do you need to do Yibam or Chalitza? Ultimately, Arayas, no Yim Chalitza, Saitavadai, no Yim Chalitza, Saitasofik, depends on your Darshan Pesukah. Beautiful. Okay. Bomene reviewed a mayor of Shesha's view that's a Shaila searching for information from Rav Shesha. If one takes back his, his wife, who he had previously divorced, and she remarried somebody else. Umes, and then he dies. Now, he wasn't allowed to take this woman back. 
because she had married somebody in the interim. But now he dies. Tsarasa Mahu. We just now discussed Saita. What about a Machzir Grushasai? So here's the case. We're, we're comfortable with this already. Shimon has two wives. Wife number one, he divorces. She marries somebody else, and then he takes her back illegally. Wife number two has been married to him all along. Shimon now dies without children. So wife number one, who he had divorced and took back illegally. So she's forbidden to him. So you certainly cannot do yibum on her. Because his whole relationship with her was, was uh, forbidden. But what about her tzara? What about the co-wife, the other wife of Shimon, that was legitimately married to him all along? Can the brothers, are, you know, do we say that since wife number one wasn't allowed to do yibum, wife number two you can't do either? Or do we say, listen, she's, she's not connected to that, <laughs> that, that other issue. And therefore you should be allowed to do yibum on wife number two. That's the shayla. Okay, it's not a challenging question. We're searching for information over here. All right. Says the Gemara. I'll leave with Rabbi Yisrael and Kippur. According to the approach of Rabbi and Kippur, there's no question. Why? Because we clearly know the halacha, that whenever it says Tumah, there's no evil. So, Kiva, Dabar, Rabbi Yisrael and Kippur, Tumah, B'Maksir, Grushasai, he already told us. It says the word Tumah, B'Maksir, Grushasai, so it's a The same way there's Tumah by Arayas, and the Tzarev in Arayas, no Yibum. And by Saita, no Yibum. By Saita Vadis, Maxi Grushasai. Also, if it says Tuma, not only do you not do Yibum on that woman herself, but even her Tzara, there's not going to be Yibum. And if you're going to say that by Maxi Grushasai, it uses the word Tayeva, it's an abomination. He Tayeva Vimbanao Tayeva. So I'll say, listen. What she did is an abomination. However, vein boneho, but her children. What's her children? Everything else, everything else that comes out of that relationship. Okay, that she's a tayeva. Her children are not a tayeva, and you know that, that those kids are not going to be mamzer. We'll put it like that. Okay, hatsarasa tayeva, but as far as her tsara tayeva, that's going to be considered. In abomination. Now, if it's going to be considered abomination, that means obviously forbidden. Again, it says Tayeva by Maxir Grushose. Tayeva means she's Tayeva, but her children are not. Her, any, any kids that come out of that, guy's Maxir Grushose and he has a child. Does that child have illegitimate ichus? No. The child, listen, it was a valid marriage. You shouldn't have done it. Uber, we accept those children as, uh, as members of Klai Yisrael. But who is not considered a Tayeva? Just her children. We're going to make a diuk that her tsara is still going to be in the same category of Tayeva, and therefore, no Yibam. Kisi Bailach, where do we have a shail over here? Ali Rabbanon. According to the approach of the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon say that once you had Erisin, that itself doesn't allow you to marry her. So, Afa gav the Amar even though it says the word they say that you cannot remove the pasuk from the simple meaning. You always need to keep the pshat. Anytime you add something, that's an addition. It's not knocking off the. It's not knocking off the original meaning. Okay, so um, and what, what's the mikra What the ma'isa? What did the pasuk say? Okay, so tumas tumah. That's it. 
Machsir Grushasai, it's Tuma, and when it says Tuma, it's going to apply to her Tzara as well. Oidoma, or maybe not. Kivan di Iyakar, Iyakar. Maybe once we change the status, and she's now a a zinsa tachas baila. She's certainly somebody who uh, you know who sinned because um, because uh, of of her uh, relations that she had. So we'll say that the whole thing falls off, and hence it's only her that's a problem, and her tzara remains in place. Basically, according to Rabban, here's what we're saying. If we're sticking with the words that are similar to Arias, so then the taka would be then then the taka we would um, the the tzara would still be allowed to do yibum. But if not, then it changes. Ikadamri, another way to understand the shaila. Aliba the According to the rabbana, there's no shaila over here. We don't need to ask a question. We already know the answer. What's the answer? Kivan the isyaker yaker. Once the Word tuma is no longer here. It's no longer here, and therefore you could do yibum on the tzara kisi ba'ilach. Where's the rishayla? Leave the rebeisi ben kippur. According to the opinion of rebeisi ben kippur, my oh why? Because Avagav the rebeisi ben kippur, even though rebeisi ben kippur says tuma b'machzer grushasi, he does even granted. He used the word tuma b'machzer grushasi. But still, the Torah then says, Tayeva, what does Tayeva mean? She's a Tayeva, but her Tzara is not. So, interestingly, until now, we, we would say, if we just have the word Tuma, we would say, nobody does. Nobody has Yibam. Over the Maisa, now that we're separating the, uh, the Machzer Grushasai from her Tzara in the Pasuk, we'll say, oh no, okay, so now only the Machzer Grushasai. It's like a Klaluprat, you know, only the Machzer Grushasai. Is not going to have yibum, but her tzara should have yibum. My doma, or do we say he tayeva veimbenal tayeva? She's tayeva, and not her children. Hatsarasa tayeva, but her tzara still is going to have the status of tayeva, and hence you would not do yibum. Okay, so two ways to understand the shaila. Amar so he says back to him. Tanisu, we learned in the Mishnah. If let's say you have two wives of a husband. And he dies childless, and one of them is kosher, and one of them is one's a kosher a wife, and one's a puzzle a wife. Im If you do chalitza, chalitza the psula. You do chalitza on the puzzle. And I'll explain in a moment what's happening here. This is very interesting. Okay. Mike Shera, pause, pause. Before we ask a kasha, it's great, it's beautiful. Mamish. A lesson in menshlachait. A lesson in menshlachait. We're going to get into this. You have somebody, Shimon, dies childless. He was married to Leah. Leah was a divorcee who married Shimon. And now Shimon dies childless. So now Leah is a divorcee and now a widow. Shimon's other wife is Rachel, who's now a widow. She doesn't have any previous marriages. Take care, good job, guys. Yeah, well, Rachel is now a widow. If you have a brother who has a choice of to do Yibam on Rachel or Leah, you know what we say? Do Yibam on the one that already had, or do Yibam on the one that already has the psul. Or do chalitza on the one who already has a Let's say you're not going to marry anybody. 
do chalitza on Leah. You know why? Because Leah, anyway, already has a status of a divorcee. So she's forbidden to a kain anyway. Rachel, let her remain just the status of a widow, because if she becomes a chalitza, she's going to have an additional psul under her name, and her opportunity for shaduchim is going to be limited. This is a beautiful idea, right? Menschlichkeit. If you're going to have a choice, who to do chalitza on, do the one, if you've got to do something, do the one that has the least impact on, the one that caused the least damage, so to speak. Huh? Okay, so here we go. So again, let's read this together. One was kosher, one was puzzle. So if you're doing chalitza, do it on the chalitz. Do it on the psula one. Do it on the one that's, as we're going to see soon, right? Already has a name. Okay. Now, my ksherah, my psula. What does it mean, kosher and puzzle? Beautiful. Says the Gemara. If kosher means kosher to anybody, she's a widow. She's now just a widow. She can marry anybody. Psula, psula, alma. And psula means she's already divorced. So, since the one that is puzzle is fit for the oven, why? She's divorcee, yeah, but still. My, my brother died childless, I'm not a kayan, I can marry him. My nafkalamina, what's an afkalamina? Let him do chalitza, or do yibam, let him do whatever he wants. Elalav, kshera, kshera lei, what does kshera means for him? Psula, psula lei. Psula means for him. Maybe he's a kayan. Or you could have a case of okay, where the, um, the brother who passed away in a forbidden way took back his wife and now she's falling to him in Yibam. That's what we're assuming now because we're just assuming this is a case of and what are we saying? Do, do chalitza on her and don't impact the other widow. Ukatani and still the Mishnah says, If she's going to do Yibam, do Yibam on the kosher one. And you're not allowed to do it on the Machsir Grushasai. To which the Gemara says, No, we're not dealing with his personal thing. We're doing what we said before. How do we explain before? Stam, you have a woman who's already a divorcee and now a widow. Since fit for him, what's enough? Because of Rabbi Yosef, the Omar Rabbi Yosef, Kan Shona Rabbi, Rabbi is teaching us Midas. La Yishbaich Adam Ebayrei Vaacherim Trichem Lahem. Do not ruin the water that you have because other people need it. What does that mean? To me as a Yavam, I've got these two women falling for me. Do I care which one I do Chalitzon? No. But somebody else cares. Because somebody else may want this woman's hand in marriage. A Kayan might want this woman's hand in marriage. So for you, if it doesn't make a difference, don't say, I'm minding my own business. Don't be selfish. When somebody falls to you in Yibam, you, you do it in a way. What a beautiful, beautiful concept. Think outside. Think outside. Think beyond your nose. Look at things in a way where, even if for me, I'm doing it, but... How is this going to cause the least negative impact to somebody else? I don't even know who that person is. I don't know who's going to end up marrying this widow. I don't know who's going to end up marrying my brother's wife. I have no clue who this guy is. doesn't matter. Toshman, come and listen. If a person takes back his after she married somebody else already, he 
So you do chalitza on both. Says the Gemara, he vitzer rasa sokat adach. You got to do chalitza on two women. Now there's a chiddush, right? Before, right? Yeah. Do you do chalitza on her and her wife? Alayma ohi yaitzer rasa. Now, it seems from here, the tzara of a maxir grushasei. Do you? you or can I do yibum? No, I clearly do chalitza. It's a good riot. You do chalitza. You're not allowed to do yibum on the tzara of a maxir grushasei. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? V'lav tarutzei kamatarutzlei. You're not explaining, you're not understanding the brisa properly. Tarutzachi, he chaletzas, tarutza, oi chaletzas, oi mesyavemes. She is a chalutza, but tarutza, for her, you could do either one. Okay? You could do chalitza, or you could do yibam. Meaning, it's not so clear, not so clear exactly what the diuk is. We thought it meant that he uh, vitzarasa means ayhi aitzarasa, and therefore we had a proof you can't do yibum. Says Gemara, no. Maybe it just means by by the machzer grushasei herself. There, if you want her, you're certainly doing chalitza. As far as her tzara, you'll talk have a choice. You don't necessarily need to do chalitza. You may even be able to do yibum. Bottom line is, we just don't have a proof. We just start saying, oh, you have a proof that the tzara of a machzer grushasei, you got to do chalitza. No, it's no proof. Okay. Amr of Chiyabaraba, Rev Chiyabaraba says, Rebechinam boy, a maxi grushoso emission is says, Rebechin has the Shaila, a person who takes back his wife once she married somebody else. Sarasa Mahu, what is the status of her co wife? Amrle Ravami, Ravami says, Visiboyla, he gufa, why are you asking about her tsara? You should ask me about her herself. Why? He gufa like a me boyle. He said, I'm sorry, she asked about herself. So, Says the says the Gemara, he gufa likeami baili. Her she damrinon. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Rabbi Yechanan says back. No, I don't want to ask that question. Here's what's happening. I'm sorry. Rabbi Bar Abba said over the following conversation. Rabbi Yechanan asked a shaila to somebody. What was the shaila? What is the halacha for somebody who takes back a forbidden wife? Dies childless, what's the status of her tzara? Omar le Ravami, Ravami responded, why are you asking the question like that? You should ask the question, can, um, uh, what is the halacha about the machzor grushasi yourself? That's what you should be asking about. To which Rebbechadon says back, no. He gufa, the machzor grushasi herself, I'm not asking that, you know Why? I already know there's no Yibam on a from a Kavachimer. What's the Kavachimer? If somebody who she was mutter to, she's now Asr, but Asr la Lekoshke, somebody who she was previously forbidden to, how much more so does she remain Asr? What does this mean? This is great, right? A guy takes back his wife who married another guy, Shimon. Shimon divorces a lady, she marries somebody else, he takes her back forbidden. Shimon's brother Reuven. Is she permitted to? Says, says Rabbi Echen, of course not. You know why? If her original husband, who she was originally permitted to, before she married, second, before her second marriage, is not allowed to marry her, how much more so, her brother-in-law, who as soon as she got her first marriage, 
has been forbidden to her all along. We're going to say she's permitted to him. She became forbidden to the husband that she was originally permitted to. How much more so does she remain forbidden to the brother who she's been forbidden to all along? Kikami Bailey. So therefore, such a Bechanan. Therefore, I'll tell you where my question is. Tsarasa. My. Mi olim kalvachimer lemitchi tsarasa oile. This kalvachimer that we say, does it extend even to her tsara or no? Beautiful. Now, we're not giving an answer yet. Learned the conversation as follows. That was just the shail, right? Rabbi Yechon is asking a shail. We're clarifying his shail. So, Rabbi said like this. Rabbi Yechon says, Rabbi Yechon asked the shail. Here's, here's where his question came about. The person who's machzir after she married somebody else, mahu, what is the Allah? Now, in the previous conversation, we said, tsarasa mahu. Now, Rabbi Yechonon, according to this approach, is asking, what is her status? Amadei Ravami, Ravami says, tsarasa. Why didn't he ask you about her tsar? Right beforehand, we said, why didn't he ask you about herself? According to this approach, he asked about herself, and Ravami says, oh, what about her tsar? Tsarasa, I don't want, I don't have a shayla about her tsar. You know why? Because I don't think the kavachaymer works, the original kavachaymer of, oh, if she's also to the guy who she was mutter to, how much more so? I don't think that should extend to her tsara. Why not? Because remember, this makes a lot of sense. Oh, was the man who she was originally permitted to, she became forbidden to, the guy who she was forbidden to along, she certainly be forbidden to. That doesn't apply to the tsara, because the tsara, she was never forbidden to her original husband. The tsara has been permitted to her husband all that. You're going to say she's forbidden to her original husband. No, the tsara has been permitted. She didn't do nothing. She wasn't a machzir grushazai. So the tsara, so the kavachamra doesn't apply. Okay. So my whole shayla is he gufa about the machzir grushazai. My, what is her alacha? Me alim kavachamra b'makay mitzvah aylai gavaldik. Does the kavachamra come into play where you have a mitzvah of you? When I have a mitzvah of Yibam, do I say to use logic? I lie or not? Now, there's a lot of ways to take this. First of all, does the mitzvah itself make any sense? No. Right? That all, I mean, make any sense. Pasuk says it, right? But a brother, (laughs) that's the only reason why. Without a pasuk, it doesn't make any sense. Right? Brothers are us, you're us with your brother-in-law throughout. All of a sudden, Yibum's coming along and, and pushing that aside. <laughs> if you put it like this. Is it say Daicha Shish No. You need a Pasik of Allah all along. Right? To, I mean, we knocked that uh, in Asay is not strong enough to Daicha Shish Right? We said it's not. So the whole thing over here is a Chiddush. So here says here's my Shaila. My Shaila is, is there room for Kabachimers? Well, we're not dealing with standard logic. That was his, that's two ways to learn the Shaila. Amar Lay, top of tomorrow's daf, Amar Lay, so Rav, Rav Ami says back to him, trying to, th- um, Tinisua, mm, it's going to take us about a third of the way down the Yomit. Let's hold it here. We'll pick up on Matzi Shabbos, Simir Tzashem, um, and uh, we'll chazer over the two ways to we'll review over the two ways to understand the Shaila. And Besam Matsi Shabbos 
we'll get into a few possible answers, a couple actually, a couple of possible answers to this, the, to the Shiloh over here. And again, what, the one way to learn the Shiloh is he was asking about her tzara. The other way to learn the Shiloh is asking about her herself, whether there's a possibility of Yibam. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody. Afrei lechen